Hello, you guys, and welcome to the Daily Slay Show, where we come together to slay your life. I'm Jamie King, aka The Slay Coach, and I am a mom of three with anxiety and ADHD who's built a multi-seven-figure business without a college degree. I'm here to slay in the trenches with you. I'm not here to fix you. I'm here to help you fix yourself. Now, I am on a mission to document progress, not perfection, and to share the messy in between in hopes to help you make your mess your message. Now, I can't promise that every day will be a win, but I can promise that the only way for you to lose is to quit. So if you can commit to yourself, I promise to commit to you here. Let's do this and let's slay 2023. You guys, I'm so excited about today's guest. I don't even know how to start this introduction other than Badass hitter, badass Jamaican, badass athlete, NCAA runner up, NCAA all team, right? All team. Um, a, a million kills. I was at almost every game throughout the tournament until the final four. Iko Jones for the University of Louisville volleyball. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Um, I've interviewed, this is my second athlete. I swear this is not a sports podcast, but I happen to be friends. I'm, I'm an athlete. I'm friends with a lot of athletes, football, basketball, the things. But your story was so inspiring to me and my daughter um, and so inspiring to so many girls I know that are growing up in this highly competitive American club volleyball system. And it's not just volleyball. There's systems like that for each individual sport. And your story isn't like that. And I think it's important to hear these stories from people who have accomplished amazing amazing things like yourself that aren't the traditional path to success um, because it leaves an imprint on people who maybe don't have access to play these elite club level AAU sports for kids. and also, I want to talk more than just sports, but first, can you just tell your, your backstory and how you got to play at the University of Louisville Volleyball? Thank you for that introduction. I'm just, I'm super excited to be here. Um, so like you said, my name is Aiko. I'm from Kingston, Jamaica. I was born and raised there. And both my parents played volleyball. Um, but it's funny because I say that people are like oh it makes sense but volleyball in Jamaica is not nearly what volleyball in the U.S. is so both my parents played so I grew up around the sport and every Friday my dad had his friends over and they'd play volleyball on our front lawn and so I was just always around it and I saw how it brought people together and I kind of fell in love with it at a young age so my parents hosted volleyball tournaments. Um, and so I grew up like officiating and just watching and filling out score sheets. And when I got to high school, I was like, I am going to play. And then I played and I was a setter and then I was an outside and then I was the right side and then I was an outside again. And I just, I just loved it so much. And of all the other sports that I played through high school, it was the only one that was truly fulfilling. 
So I just wanted to see how good I could get. I was like, how far can this sport take me? And so I started to become interested in applying to colleges in the U.S. to see if I'd even get interest from coaches. Mm -hmm. And so my dad, who ran track at Nebraska, was like, if you're serious about this, we need to get you to a camp. So he contacted some people in Nebraska, got camp information, and we, we went to Nebraska, which is where I met my now head coach, Danny. And Nebraska camp, for the first time, was so emotional for me because all these kids were so good. And I was like, I'm five years older than these kids. Like, how are they this good? <laughs> um, so I felt like I sucked. But I was like, okay, there's a lot of work to be done if this is what I want to do. Luckily, I was athletic. So I was jumping as high as these kids, running as fast as these kids, hitting as hard as these kids. I just did not have the refined technique. So I spoke with the coaches and they were like, we're interested in you, but we need you to put in some work, stay in, talk, stay in touch with us, and we'll see what can happen. And so that's how it started. And Danny left Nebraska and came to Louisville and she was like, I think this is a good fit for you. Come to Camp Hare, see if you like it. And I came to Camp Hare and I was like, this is where I need to be. And now we're here. <laughs> I don't know. And, and to have the stats that you have and your right side, right? Yes. I'm looking at these numbers as... Now, my story is a little different, but kind of similar, not in Jamaica. My dad played volleyball. He played beach volleyball at what, what is now called Six Pack. It was called Bernie's then. I, that was my first job. I roughed. Uh, I was 14, and I was getting beer bottles thrown at me by old drunk dudes who were mad at my calls. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up in the sand. I was there the first season it opened. I was five years old, and I was playing in the sand like it was my giant sandbox, watching my parents play. My mom was trash, by the way. She would say that to everyone. <laughs> my mom was not a volley. My mom was not an athlete. And my dad was like, he um, got recruited to play basketball at Western and then he got hurt and he quit. And so I grew up playing basketball. That was my sport. And I always liked volleyball more. But I, my dad coached basketball. He played volleyball in the summer leagues. And so I took the path of basketball. But I always wanted to play volleyball, but I wasn't as good. So I didn't have the mindset of, well, you could get better at it. I was like, well, basketball is my sport. I've chosen this. I'll go with this. But volleyball is like what you said. It is a soul. Like, it's fulfilling. I can't explain it. It's like seeing what it's done for my kid and how, like, her whole purpose in life is now this sport. And I was never like that with basketball. I mean, I, I loved the sport. I had dreams and stuff. But, like, it's different. Why do you think that is? My high school coach always said volleyball is the only 100% team sport. In soccer and basketball, you can dribble the ball from one end of the court to field to the other and try to score. In volleyball, you cannot touch the ball twice in a row. Yeah, And it's like you need the people around you. And my coach always said that. And we were like, okay, yeah, whatever. But the more I've played and the more I've realized that you need the chemistry, you need the cohesion, you need that sense of team 
and the stronger that bond is, the better you play. Mm-hmm. I've I understood why it was so fulfilling for me because I know that one of my purposes in this world is to bring people together. Um, so I know that that's why volleyball is so fulfilling to me. And it has a built-in sense of family, especially with how club is in the U.S. You travel with these people. You spend hours with these people. And it's like they end up being your best friends. Why wouldn't you want to spend every day with your best friends? And I tell people now, if you don't like the people you're playing with, you're playing at the wrong place. You're playing at the wrong place, yeah. Um, But I want to go back because you said you played basketball and you wanted to play volleyball. I wanted so bad to play basketball. So bad. I was like, I'm going to be in the WNBA. But my high school didn't have a basketball team. Oh my God. So I didn't have the option. And I'm so happy that that's how it happened. Because if we did have a basketball team, I probably would have played basketball my whole life and I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I mean, it really is. You're right about what you said. It's a whole team sport. And the bond and chemistry that you have, like, I was a big basketball fan too, but like Shaq and Kobe could fight all day long and it would be fine. Like <laughs> you got stuff like that going on on your team. There's, there's issues in volleyball. I don't care how talented the whole team is. If that team isn't gelling together, then it doesn't work. You could have individually the best players in the country, but if they're not gelling together where it's not like that in basketball, you, if you got five, five stars, then you're okay, cool. You know, like your team's going to win. And this is like, that's why it's so, I think the process of how you got to where you are is so important for kids to know that didn't come through the traditional club scene, because the reasons that coaches pick players in volleyball, isn't just the kid that was the five star or the, the best at her high school. They're playing to, they're, they're looking for kids that are going to fit well with the family environment. Am I right? hundred percent. My coaches, that's how they recruit. Yeah. They ask us, okay, we know this person's good, but you guys had dinner with them. You guys hung out with them. Give us feedback because we're not going to bring anyone here that might harm what we have. Yeah, I love that. And it's so important because it is like a family. We're tra- like we just got back from Indy all weekend and thankfully I don't coach travel. I coach regional, so I get to stay here, but then I travel with my kid and get to be a mom and like enjoy it and, you know, have fun and stuff. And it is. It's a family. And when there's one parent off, it throws the whole dynamic of the whole group off and and so it really is important like in that club to be a family and to nurture that family relationship. But can you tell me a little bit about what was it like playing volleyball in Jamaica as a teenager? Can you describe it? Because I've read stories about playing on the concrete and yeah, set the set it up for me. It was fun. And that's kind of what it is. It's just, it's outdoors. Yeah. In high school, mostly. Um, some courts are concrete, but I think most of them are asphalt. Asphalt, okay. So it's a little softer. Yeah. Technically. Um the sun, if it's the sun's out, if it's cloudy, if it's windy. Um, at my high school, we always knew, okay, if the wind is blowing this direction, we want to pick the serve from this side. Or there were um, schools where maybe the court was kind of on an incline, and you know you want to serve downhill. Um, so things like that. 
like stuff you don't have to uh, think about indoor. <laughs> no, for real. And I went through shoes like nobody's business because I was I was rolling, I was dragging my feet across the asphalt, and they would just rip. I think that's what my parents hated the most. Um, I'm, but, I'm in that corner right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, it's just, I just think of it as fun because there's only so much you can do. And like I said, it's not as advanced. So in my early days, we'd go through games and just serve out the whole set and that was it. Um, because the level is just so much lower yeah. and there's not as much competition until you get to maybe like nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes we played on grass. That was my favorite. Yeah. Um, we had a, we hosted a grass tournament every year and it was like 10 sports or whatever. And there was no 10 foot line. Yeah. So anyone could attack and it was just yeah. so much fun. Um, that's amazing. But we also don't play with NCAA rules. We play with international rules. So you only get six subs a set. There's no DSs. Yep. Liberos don't serve. It's it's different. It's different. But it's so much fun. So that's what I want to talk about next. Tell me a little bit about your journey to the Jamaican national team. Oh goodness. Um I don't like to talk about these things because it involves me saying that Going through high school, I was one of the better players in the country. And we don't have clubs for young kids. Our club is people that have graduated high school and graduated college and still want to play. So the club team that I played on was the same club team my mom played on. Um, And we played together a couple of times. So the better high school players would get experience playing club mm-hmm. on the weekends. And through my club experience, the coaches in the national program are kind of like, we want you, we're trying to be there an under 19, an under 23 team. You're on our radar. Um, and so in 2017, we were set to host regionals for like the first round of world championships qualifiers. Mm-hmm. And the coach that was picked to head that team for under 23 was also my club team assistant coach. And the assistant coach for that team was my high school coach, who my dad coached when he was in high school. Long story. Um, But so we tried out and made the team. And I think at that point, I was 18. And I was the youngest on the under 23 team. And that's how it happened. I mean, it was, say I was on the radar since high school and, and I made the team. And then, yeah. so how, what year, how, what year did you come to Louisville? How did, what? 2018. 2018. And then you redshirted, right? Yes. Okay. So was that your first year? I redshirted my first year. Okay. Yeah. And then COVID happened, which was like a couple years after, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm going into year six. Year six, because you got, because everybody got an extra year because of COVID, right? Right. Right. Okay. So this is it. This is the last year. We're going to bring home a championship. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, I hope so. Yeah. And what do you have planned after volleyball? What's life going to look like after volleyball? 
Or after you after volleyball. After you Bell, I should say. Can you see this guy? Look at him. Oh God. <laughs> after volleyball, we're gonna have a good time, me and Walter. Yeah. Um, but after I finish playing in the fall, I will be finishing my degree through the spring and going pro is on my radar. However, I am at peace with the fact that I have to listen to my body. Mm-hmm. And so that decision will be made at the end of this coming season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by that point, when I graduate, I will have a master's degree in communication as long as my bachelor's in biology and communication. And I'm really excited to get into the field of content creation, marketing, social media management. Anything that allows me to tell a story and create change. And so I'm really excited to get into that. And I also have some entrepreneurship endeavors that are waiting on me to be legally able to earn income in the U.S. Right. So hopefully by then we'll be married and um, life will be good. Carolyn's going to med school. I love So that. that will also be exciting. Um, but at this point, I'm just continuing to work on my craft in volleyball and in content creation. And I know that I'll get a job if I don't go pro. I'm always hiring. <laughs> I'm always hired. <laughs> Writing it down. <laughs> so tell me about your relationship. Is your fiance from here? She is a little born and raised. That's right. Yeah. My people. <laughs> like I, I am very Louisville proud. I, I've traveled the world. Um, and I, Oh, I have a lot of influencer friends, a lot of people that have do what I do that don't live here. <laughs> and they're like, well, why aren't you in Austin with us? Why aren't you in LA? Why aren't you in New York? I love this city. Uh, I grew up in the sports environment of the city because as you know now, it's a sports town. My mom worked for UofL football for a decade. Um, I'm just like Louisville. So now that you're here and your fiance's here, do you like it here? I mean, I know it's cold. <laughs> it is, but five years in, I can say I've gotten used to it. Yeah. I love Louisville, and I loved Louisville pre-COVID, and I love Louisville post-COVID. There's always something new to try out. There's always a new restaurant opening, and I've found that most of the people are pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I never once felt that this wasn't the place for me. And no matter where Caroline and I go, we want to be close enough to Louisville and we want to come back to Louisville and live maybe right outside of Louisville, not in the city. Um, That's where I am. <laughs> but I, I'm i from Jamaica, but I'm a Louisvillian, 100%. Yeah, we get to keep our guys eventually. <laughs> because I, I I know you've, you've now traveled the world and... And it's, it's cool to hear other people's perspectives that aren't from here that enjoy the city because I've, obviously I'm biased. I'm from here. And <laughs> I love this town. I'm biased now too. Yeah. I mean, I grew up my whole life saying, I can't wait to get out of here. I was going to play for Pat Summit. I was going to Tennessee and then I was out. I was going to be in the WNBA. WNBA. I wanted to play with Lisa Leslie at the Sparks. I had all these dreams and you could not tell me that I could stay in Louisville. No. And now when I grew up, I traveled. I got out of my city and I was like, wait, Louisville's actually kind of cool. <laughs> and now as an adult with kids, it's a, it's a great place to be. So what do you do for fun? Last question, not school, 
not volleyball. What are you doing for fun besides volleyball? I like puzzles. I love puzzles. I love taking my camera up and driving out to some field and taking pictures of grass and trees. I am trying to read. Reading is just not fun. No, no, no. Audible. Audible. Um. See, I'm, I'm getting into it. I'm getting into it. Audible. Um, but I love doing things with my hands. So I bake. Caroline cooks yeah. and I bake. Puzzles, drawing. I now have a cricket. So I'm getting into like vinyl and making stuff. Oh, please. Um, but anything with my hands. From this Holding. weekend. Oh my goodness. I love it. I need one. I got you. I got a cricket this year too, and I'm obsessed. Twins, we have to we'll have to exchange ideas. I'll just send you her uh, stuff. It's so good. Y'all, if you didn't I see the video, it. I showed her my daughter's um at my mom actually that's my shirt to wear to the game. So we've branded her and have her slogan for volleyball and it's Spider-Man theme because she loves Spider-Man. So swing like Jay is the is the theme. So <laughs> I wear that at games now and moms are like, you're crazy. I'm like, I know, I don't care. <laughs> I know it. Nothing's wrong with that. All right. So what can you give our girls listening? Because, you know, I coach and you know, there's going to be a ton of teenage girls saying, I go, I go. Well, what can I do? What can I do to get better? What can I do to get? And for one, I think it's also important. What can I do to get better? If I can't afford private coaching lessons, or if I mm-hmm. don't have a gym, access to a gym outside of practice times, what can I do to get better? This makes me think of COVID because we all got sent home, but we had to stay in shape. We didn't know if we were going to play. And videos went viral of kids serving balls onto their roof and passing it when it came off or um, just like hitting against boards and just heading into basketball hoops. All you need is a volleyball to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things. There's You can't play by yourself, but you can work on technique by yourself. You can set against the wall a hundred times. You can, I pass against the wall mm-hmm. because I'm terrible at passing. <laughs> And when I'm in the gym by myself, I pass 50 balls against the wall um, and things like that, just to get your touch and to keep your touch. One thing that um, my teammates are always like amazed that I can do is if you serve a ball at me and I can take it with my hands, I'm doing it. And not a lot of people can do that. Mm-hmm. You can stand out in that area if you work on your touch. Yeah. If you can pass, that's even better. Yeah, I'm not that fortunate. Um, but you don't have a gym. All you need is a ball. There's people that post videos on things you can do by yourself. You just have to know what you want. And there's always a way to get there. And I think if you don't have access to clubs, a lot of people don't. Use what you have and work to be better than how you were yesterday. I... I have a slogan myself, and it is, the world is yours to take. There are so many opportunities out there that may not be the ones that everyone else has or can afford. And your opportunity might be sitting against the wall 
every day or going to the YMCA and just doing what you can. And then when that bigger opportunity comes, you give the universe every reason not to take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think nothing beats work ethic. And if you have that, even if you never make a team, you have something that people that make the team don't have. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to note what I've read about your story is it only takes one coach to believe in you. A hundred percent. Like you might get a no from 12, 15. I mean, did you talk to other schools or was it just Danny? Did you, did other I people doubt you? To... Were you underrated? Like, yeah. Um, I talked to a couple other schools. Maybe I talked to five schools and two of the five were people or schools that weren't as big but had a connection to someone in the Jamaican volleyball world who told them about me. I had a coach who, when I told them I was committing to Louisville, he was so upset. Go somewhere where you'll get a ring. We can get you a ring. Yada, 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 yada. And I understand now what he was trying to do. But at the time, I don't know, it was hurtful. Mm And now I have three rings. But, um, <laughs> clap, clap, clap. <laughs> and I had another coach who, when I told I was who I didn't tell yet, and I got an email that was like, have fun at Louisville. And I think those coaches didn't want I go, they wanted the Jamaican girl that had potential. Um, I don't think they truly did, were interested in who I was, just based on those interactions. Um, but Danny almost said yes to me sight unseen. I feel like, you know, how you buy a house yeah. on Zillow, you've never been there. Um, Danny was like, we're going to see what this girl has to offer. She came to Jamaica on a home visit, watched me play at high school, watched me play in my club. And she was like, we have a place for you. When another coach said, we don't have a place for you, but you can come. Yeah. Um, so it takes one coach. And I think if that coach is at a D3 school, but they see you and they believe in you and they think they can coach you to be better, that's where you need to go. Because mm-hmm. when I committed to Louisville, we were not final four caliber. Mm-hmm. But Danny believed in me and I believed in what she was doing here. Yep. And when you put a bunch of people like that together, you make it to a national championship game. And and if y'all haven't seen this girl in action, you've got to go watch because you are the most fun to watch. Even when you mess up, because your face, man. (laughs) Your bloopers be my favorite. But she doesn't mess up often, you guys. And if you're not following if you're not following her on Tyke on TikTok. Can you tell them your your TikTok handle? My TikTok handle is Jamaica. It's like Jamaica and Ico. Yeah. Jamaica. And on Instagram. Ico A Jones. And you have a special page that I follow. I do have a page where I post my content. I don't post over there as much as I should. But that page is Jamaica Made. Mm -hmm. Follow her on all the places, you guys, because 
thank you for telling your story because if you have not also seen how she interacts with the fans, I just wanted to say thank you as a parent in this town from the bottom of my heart. Like you have a gift that I, that can't be taught. Um, and I feel like it's why I do the work in this world that I do is because I genuinely love humans. I love people so much. And you can feel that when you step off the court and the time that you take to talk to these kids and tell your story to them, it changes lives and you are doing more than you know. So thank you from this city, from the volleyball world in this town. Like we appreciate you so much. So I love you guys. Go follow Iko and make sure to check her out this season. Thank you so much for being here, Iko. Thank you so much. I love you guys and I will slay you again later. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You guys, please remember to go download all of the new episodes all at once. And once you have done that, fill out the form in the link in our show notes, and we are going to send you a little sleigh goodie bag. That's right, for free. The first 100 people to leave a review and download all these episodes is going to get a pop socket and a little gift from me, a little surprise. I can't tell you what it is yet. Shipped to you, everyone in the United States that does this, we are shipping it out for free. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you feel called and want an extra entry into a giveaway for a hundred dollar gift card, please tag us on social media and you can tag me at the Slay Coach and Jamie Jocelyn King and the Slay School. Either one will enter you into an hundred dollar Amazon gift card and we appreciate you so much for listening and I will slay you again later.